Hi, everybody. Welcome to Busy Living Sober. This is Elizabeth Chance, host of Busy Living Sober. If you like what you hear, subscribe, please, to my channel or to iTunes on iTunes, on Spotify, on YouTube. Please, please, please subscribe and share with your friends if you like my message, which I hope you do. And this is, again, episode 349. And the topic is a palm tree. And I'm going to start by saying, as a busy living sober listener, you know that my mission is to eliminate the shame through addiction, through open and honest communication. So how does that work? Well, SoberLeak is a remote alcohol monitoring system that allows you to rebuild trust by sharing your recovery with your support network in real time. As a monitor client, you'll have two to three opportunities a day to prove your sobriety to loved ones through a series of scheduled tests. Once you test, your identity is confirmed and your results are sent instantly to everyone in your support network, making it easier to rebuild trust and improve communication over time. To learn more about SoberLink, download the resource guides, tips for keeping busy living sober, or to request a $50 promo code by visiting www.soberlink.com slash BLS for busy living sober. So you say a palm tree. You're like, wait a minute. This is a, um, this is a life podcast. This is about living um, a sober life. And you're talking about palm trees. And I'm going to say, yes, I am. We are not talking about real, real, I guess we are really talking about palm trees. I'm not talking about so much like how to maintain a palm tree and all the rest. This is relates to you and to your loved ones and how you deal with life. Now, palm trees, because now I live in Florida, I know this even more. Palm trees tend to be very sturdy. Palm trees line the beaches, not only in Florida, but also in California. And in Hawaii, there's palm trees. Anywhere with tropics, it's there's palm trees. And palm trees during hurricanes, they bend, right? They can bend all, all the way down to the ground and then they come right back up. And they can bend and then come right back up. When we're getting sober, um, I believe that that is an important way and I'm going to use it's an important symbol as to how to get sober and how to stay sober and how to work your program and how to do any change in your life, I believe is to be like a palm tree. And you're like, well, how do I be like a palm tree? How do I bend? How do I do all these things? And I'm going to say this, <clears throat> when we are getting sober and when we are making a change in our life, we want to be strong and able to handle a hurricane. We want to be able to do whatever it is we need to do to make it through the storms of life, through the problems of life, through the things that come up in life, no matter how bad they are. If even if it's a category five, how do you make it through that and still be standing? What is in your toolbox that helps to make you be okay? What are the certain things that you need to do that make you feel better, that keep you on the plane that you want to be on? What are those tools? What is it that you need? I um, I went to, uh, you know, I'm living in Delray, which is kind of like the rehab capital of the world. It's like Mecca of where the rehabs are. 
to me, I believe it's like such a revolving door, right? It's such a business, making money, making money, making money, going to rehab, going to rehab, going in and out, in and out, in and out. And I went to this meeting and I got to the parking lot to where the meeting was. And they had all these vans that were coming and dropping people off. It was like truck busloads of people, it felt like. And I thought it was really interesting that they had, you know, boys and girls getting off together. And, um, you know, I'm a firm believer in when you get sober, it has to be a single sex thing. Now, if you're gay, if you're trans or whatever, you're going to be with your people. But I don't and not to get a relationship. When you're getting sober or you're making a big change in your life, it's really important to keep the focus on you, on you, not on a relationship that you're going to get into. It's on changing you. How do I change me? If I'm in a relationship with somebody, I'm going to be all about the relationship, right? I'm not going to be about myself. I'm going to be about how do I make that person happy? How do we stay happy? What do I need to do? We get really codependent, right? You get really codependent at the beginning of a relationship. And especially if you're going through a big change in your life, like getting sober. And you're going to want to go and rely on somebody else. You're going to be like, oh my God, it's going to be so much easier to pay attention to Bobby than it is to pay attention to me be so much easier to pay attention to Susie than it is to be to pay attention to me. But don't we need to pay attention to ourselves so we get better? Yes, it's easier to pay attention to these other people than to pay attention to ourselves. But we have no chance of getting better if we're not paying attention to ourselves. We have no chance. We need to take that time to figure out what it is that makes us tick. And some of it's painful, right? Some of it's painful. I am, um, I'm just going to go out there and tell you guys, I've written a letter <clears throat> to a bunch of government officials because I believe the way that they're doing um, rehab today is not really working. Um, I believe that they need to do 12 step. I do. I believe that that should be part of your um, part of getting sober. But I think it's also part of getting sober is figuring out what how to cope with life. How do you cope with life? How do you cope with life without a drink? And how do you cope with life without a drug? How do you do it? What are your coping mechanisms? You need to learn new coping skills. I needed to learn new coping skills. I needed to learn for myself personally that I cannot be around my family of origin, especially in my beginning of, my, of getting sober. I couldn't, I just couldn't. I mean, for me, it was way, way, way too painful. Every time I left there, I wanted to go get a drink. So I was like, I can't go there. And as much as my family was upset, I was like, but my little kids were okay because they had a sober mom. I couldn't put myself in situations that I knew were going to make me feel uncomfortable and make me want to pick up a drink. I could not do that. I had to take care of me. That's part of feeding this, going back to this palm tree. The palm tree needs, when we plant any plant in our garden, and especially now because it's the spring and it's getting warm all around the country, you know, um, and then it'll be the summer. And now's the time we plant things, right? And we plant them and we fertilize them and we water them all the time. We water, water, water. Somebody called me yesterday and she's like, how many times do you water plants a day? And I'm like, once, <laughs> especially here because it's warm. Um, but we nourish those plants. We have to nourish ourselves like that palm tree. So again, we are firm and we are strongly planted when a storm comes, maybe even two, a two category, two, or even one. We want, the smallest thing can take us out, right? The smallest thing can get us off our track. But we want to be firmly planted so that we don't need to go and fall into the trap where we mess up again. So staying firm, learning what makes us 
tick. What, what is my coping mechanism? When I'm feeling out of kilter, what do I need to do? I have to remove myself. We need to learn that while we're getting sober in that first year. We need to, first 90 days. How do I cope with situations that baffle me? How am I going to do that? We do that also by doing the 12 steps. If you do the 12 steps with somebody that you can trust and that you um, that you can relate to, that's huge, doing that, huge, taking the time to learn those coping mechanisms. The other thing we need to do is uh, worry about eating, eating right, exercise. How do we eat right and what do we eat rather than picking up junk food, let's say. I know it's expensive today. The world is so expensive, but right now there's farm stands all over because it's that time of year again. People are coming out, produce is out. You can go on the side of the road and you can buy certain things. You can buy berries, you can buy strawberries, you can buy blueberries, you can buy berries. Have an apple every day. Having an apple every day. And I have to tell you that I used to think like I had to work out like it had to be that I had to literally go to the gym and go work out at a gym, which to me, I hate working out at a gym in a lot of ways because I just, I'm not a gym rat. I never have been. But going to the gym is not my answer. So for me, that's not part of my, that's not part of my food that I feed me. It's going to the gym. Mine is going for a walk outside. And again, the weather's getting nicer. We can go walk outside all the time. We can just, if we just, by changing our, thinking. Someone told me yesterday that they knew somebody that had gone through something really, and it might've been on a podcast, but anyway, that I was listening to of somebody else's, but the person went through something really tough and how they got through it was by walking, by getting outside and walking every day. And I can walk, especially when I put these earbuds in, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can walk forever. I put on a podcast, I put on an audible book, or I just talk to a friend and get outside, do something like being outside that will make you feel better. Being outside just makes you feel better. I heard somebody in treatment yesterday and the person was out in California and I was like, what did you like to do? And the person had 50 days, I think. And, um, the person said, well, I like to snowboard. I like to do all this stuff. And it was all outside. And I was like, see, you've got to get outside. So adding that to part of this time of 90 days, what do I like to do? What is it? And maybe it is for you going to the gym. Maybe it is for you going in your house and putting on a YouTube video. I'm going to actually, in the next couple of months, I'm going to be starting to do yoga on there. Um, on I'm going to do it on my inst- on my channel on YouTube. And again, it's not going to be like crazy hot yoga because I don't do crazy hot yoga. I do yoga to get closer to God and feel more spiritual. So if you're interested, that'll be coming up in a couple months. That's part of my new series that I'm going to be doing. But um, that's part of my work. That is part of what I do is I do my little yoga. I go go on walks. I go swimming and there's lots of public pools. I love the public pool. I know I sound crazy, but I like to go and do laps because it's great exercise. And I have arthritis. So it's better. I mean, yesterday I was kidding my friend. I'm like, I feel like I'm like, you know, this older person that's like doing my workout in the pool, but that's where I find like, it's more comforting for me to do it in my pool because it doesn't hurt my body as much as it does to pound on pavement. So I'm, I'm doing it all in the pool. It feels better. So that works for me. What works for you? What is your activity? So if it's eating well, exercising, those are all what makes your tree 
meaning your base, your insides, your core of your body better is by eating well and doing exercise. Someone was just, again, I saw somebody else yesterday that was like, I went on vacation and I stopped eating right. And I stopped doing what I normally do. Isn't it so funny? We go on vacation and we stop doing what we do at home, which is like eating right and exercising. And we go on vacation and we let it all go to shit. Excuse my French. What we do, we just eat whatever we want to eat. And then we come back and we're like, oh, yeah, I feel disgusting. Why did I do that? So funny that we do that. I, I mean, I'm the first culprit. I go away and I'm like, oh, whatever, I'm on vacation. I can eat whatever I want. And then I come back and I feel terrible. I think it's kind of funny. I think maybe sometimes we should really think about, um, really think about what it is that makes us feel better. What is it that when we feel like at our fighting weight, I, I guess if I were a fighter, I would say that. Like, what is it that, where is it that I need to get to inside of myself where I feel my greatest? I feel great when I'm eating right. I don't like to eat in the morning. I like to eat my one of my favorite things. And maybe somebody will like this, not to get us off course, but I love to have an arugula salad. So I take the arugula, I go and I buy the organic arugula at the grocery store, which could be, it's on sale a lot of times. I take the arugula and I cut it up in the actual container and I do it like this with like a knife and I just cut it all up before I even, um, and then I put some olive oil and squeeze a lemon on it and Parmesan cheese. And I love sun-dried tomatoes. And so I put sun-dried tomatoes and that's like my lunch and it's delicious and it's light and it doesn't take much effort. You just throw the stuff in and it's delicious and it fills you up and you can actually eat the whole container and it's not fattening at all. Um, it's much better than having a hamburger or something that you can get on the go, literally getting one of those salads and you can make it at your desk. You can cut it up in the container and then I just shake it with a little bit of olive oil and the lemon and it's just delicious. So, um, Part of your eating right and the exercise that makes you feel better during this first when, especially in your first 90 days is so important. And I revisit these things, um, by the way, that I did in my first 90 days, I revisit them all the time at this point. And cause I feel like the longer you stay sober, the more you even have to work at this and realize like, I've got to stay balanced and not let my ego go. Oh my gosh, you've got this much time. You're better than everybody else. Cause I'm not better than anybody else. I just... I haven't been doing it for longer. Okay. I've just been doing it longer. I've just been doing this longer. I'm not any better than anybody else. Okay. If anybody out there tells you they're better than you, that's a big fat lie. Nobody's better than you. Okay. You've got this. People just might have a little bit more education than you do about it, but that doesn't make them better than you. I want to point that out. That does not make that better than you. So getting your tree firmly planted. I talked about these couple of things, just a couple of things, coping mechanisms, exercising, eating right. How are you going to take care of you? What are your tools in your toolbox that are going to keep you in the place that you want to be? It doesn't matter what anybody else wants you to be. How are you going to stay firmly planted in the storm? So you don't need to pick up. You don't need to go back to what you used to do. How are you going to stay firmly planted? It's hard. I'm going to tell you this. It's hard because I think as human beings, we have this um, belief that we need to be martyrs in some ways. And we believe that we need to like, I don't know, go through painful things when it doesn't have to be so painful. 
it doesn't have to be so painful. You know, the benefits of not drinking or putting down sugar or putting down a cigarette and, or whatever it is that you are battling right now, the benefits of putting it down outweigh so much the way that you feel, obviously, when you were doing the thing that you're trying to change. It's true. The benefits outweigh that. You wouldn't want to change if what you were doing was happy, joyous, and free. If what you were doing made you happy, you wouldn't want to change it. So realizing that, I'm just going to finish with this. Playing the tape. You have to play the tape. And I remember when I was getting, I still remember this like it was yesterday. When I was getting sober, I remember my sponsor saying to me, you need to play the tape. And I'm like, what do you mean I need to play the tape? What tape? She's like, the tape, and the, I can't use my glasses on one hand because you can see me reflecting out of my glasses if you're watching this on YouTube. But anyway, she said, play the tape. And I again said, what tape? And she said, the tape of what your life was like that got you to this point that you wanted to change. So I would play the tape of what it was like to wake up in the morning. I can still remember today, waking up in the morning after drinking a lot. And that feeling, that feeling of remorse, that feeling of self-hatred, that feeling of like, oh my God, I did it again. That feeling of like, oh my God, please help me. I can't do this anymore. I still remember that. So I played that tape. I remember myself waking up in my house in on, in Wayne, Pennsylvania, waking up and going, oh my God, I did it again. I hope I don't ever forget that. Because the gifts of doing this completely outweigh what it was like to pick up that drink and be out there with everybody. Oh, I don't know. still makes me want to. <laughs> so I, um, I spent my first year of recovery literally planting my palm tree. I had to get comfy with me. How are you going to get comfy with you? What are you going to feed your soul? What are you going to feed your body? What are you going to change? What are you going to do for you? What are you going to do for you? Are you going to start taking those walks? Are you going to start going to those meetings on Zoom? Are you start going to go and actually get in your car and drive to a meeting somewhere in your neighborhood? Are you going to pick up the phone and call somebody? You can always write to me at Elizabeth, E-L-I-Z-A-B-E-T-H at elizabethchance.com and chance is spelled exactly like take a chance e-l-i-z-a-b-e-t-h-c-h-a-n-c-e elizabethchance.com <clears throat> I want you to know this you're not alone I know we all think that a lot of times we're so alone but you're not and I promise you I will write you back I always write everybody back right away and I want you to know that this is a journey take care of your palm tree 
take care of you. You want to be able to weather the storm no matter what. You want to be able to make it through a category one. You want to be able to make it through a category two, even a category five, knowing that you're okay. But what tools are going to be there for you? What are you going to do? If you have any questions or ideas, please write to me and please know that you are not alone and I will be back next week. And until then, keep getting busy living sober. Bye-bye everybody. Take care.